Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, we're going to collaborate with The Dr. Joe Show, of which I'm a co-host. This was an amazing episode, and I really wanted to share it with you in case you hadn't already heard it. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Absolutely. Hey, James Corden is leaving uh, his, his show tonight. Uh, a replacement for James no, Corden? No, 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 no. No, you couldn't be without him. Styles. Oh, who's James Gordon? Gordon? Who's James Gordon? Is that what he said? Yeah, the, the the guy who says, "Here's Johnny." Oh no, no, sorry. Ed McMahon. No, no, no that was Ed. that was just digging up another oh. another late night guy. No, James Gordon is the guy that uh, is retiring after eight years of the Late Late Show. Uh, big Hollywood performer, he's a singer and songwriter and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. tonight's his last night. So there's an opening mark. There's an opening mark. An opening mark. Uh, an opening. Is that like a question mark? That's good. Not that we want you to leave. No, you but that, get the... th- that was quite an exclamation. Now, could you just like um, tell the listeners why we're all so excited and why we have these extra and wonderful why I voices. was able to introduce with bravato? Yes, no, with brazato. Brazato. Go ahead. I'm in a sandwich of positivity right now. I'm in the middle of two legends who we've been listening to for 10 years now, Dr. Joe. It's amazing. Yep. Doesn't feel like it. 10 years. Veterans Voice. Veterans Voice. The voice of the veterans. Speaking the benefits, what's out there, recognizing, awareness, remember. Yeah. Thank you. Gratitude. All of it. Yep. Sharing that with the listeners of the WATD. And it's an honor to be sitting here in between these folks. Yeah, it is. Where's Chuck? Yeah, where, Greg, where, where is it? So we've got oh. Wolfie and, and, and Greg Brasso here. Retired, of, of retired, voice. retired. He, yeah, he, he's, he had so much of his traveling from Plymouth to Bedford at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, to get there and then three hours to drive back home that mm-hmm. he's just, I think he's, he's had enough for a while. And, and that illness uh, when he, when he uh, went, went yes. septic. Yes, I remember uh, that. We we came very close to losing him. Yeah, mm. and he never came back to the to the big strapping Chuck that was always here. Yeah, you know he came in with a cane mm. and a slow kind of walk and a shuffle. Yeah, um, I think he's, his wife's just taking care of him. I think he's just getting better, and uh, you know he's still welcome. And I'm sure we'll see him uh, 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 next Beirut. Salute day every every year. He was at the uh, the bombing at, at Beirut. So yeah. we uh, October twenty third. We'll have him back in, and mm. I'm sure we'll be back. But uh, we we miss him. We love him, and uh, he was a big part of the show for many years. Absolutely, Chuck. We miss that voice. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening, Chuck, just uh, call on in. You know, he the called often, Joe. Does he? Oh, he good. he I'm called glad. you often at times. Well, that's uh, true. Absolutely. On, on the way home after us, he'd call to talk to you that's about. Right. Your particular subject and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're out there, Chuck, give us a call. Yeah. 781 837 
100. There we go. It's like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, really. That was good. That was Something very like good. the Beastie Boys. That was very good. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really delighted you guys are, are here tonight because we're, we're doing a series right now on the application of the I Am approach. Remember the idea that we're all doing the best we can with the potential of change in the very next second, but influenced by those four domains, your home domain, the social domain, the biological domain, and the I see, how I see myself, how I think other the people I see, see me. The I see, that's not I see letters. That's yeah, no. how I see myself, yeah. right. how I view myself. Yeah, but it actually is a capital I with a subset C, and it is that's what it's meant to be, I see. Now you, now you, you confuse me even more. You got it, but it's I see. So let's dial uh, it back. So okay. I, wanna, I actually want to put a pin in it, as they say. Great. I was talking with somebody about the Dr. Joe show. And they said, oftentimes you lose me because you're talking at this level that I'm not familiar with. Mm. Sorry about that. Can you please pull it back and simplify? Keep it super simple. The KISS method. Keep it super simple. So let's talk about the IC domain. Sure. So I I think... It is kind of simple, but maybe it's because I've been doing it since 1982 when I created it. But the idea is this. Think about every person you've met. Think about yourself. What do you want? You want to feel valued. right? Think about every person you've ever met in your life. I believe that truly is the common thread. As human beings, we want to feel valued by another human being. Is that fair to say? Sure. 100% true. Okay. 100% of the time. So that, that deserves its own domain. You know, we're influenced by our home, no question. We're influenced by the rest of the world. We're influenced by our biology, our brains, our bodies, what we're digesting. But what really influences us is what we think other people see in us and that, how that then influences the way we see ourselves. That's the I see domain. My current concept of myself, how do I see myself, but how do I think you see me? Because I really believe that human beings are so tuned into that need to feel valued. But that's an I am. So the I am is saying, if you don't feel valued by somebody else, what's going on with that other person's I am? That the only way they can feel valued is to make you feel less valuable. That's a good way to look at it, and we don't look at it that way. We just feel terrible. Somebody didn't react to us well. Someone didn't appreciate what we did. Somebody yelled at us. Someone criticized it. Even blow the horn on the road when you had the nerve to be on their road without their permission hurts your feelings. Yeah. And and I don't think to myself, that person's struggling. Why are they doing that? Uh, my feelings are just hurt. Right. And that's going to be your initial response every time. And I'm a hockey time. player, so that's not good. That's right. So I've yeah, learned I, from you so not you, to be a hockey player. I'm better. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> you, we, we, you, we don't want them to get the puck out of there. We just want them to think, what is going on? We're going to have this very instinctive response. It comes from an old part of our brain called the limbic system. But then we can recognize that. We can recognize that we've had this, this feeling, this visceral response, this sense of being rejected. And then think about it. That's why part of the, the I am is saying it's much more important to be reflective than reflexive. 
and it's much more rewarding to wonder than to worry. So that's what the I am is. Now, we need to be tuned into our environment. I mean, think of, think of the folks that, that you are serving, the veterans. If they were not aware of their environment, right. Situation awareness. That's right. That's key. right. Key. Absolutely key. Restaurant managers, situational awareness. You're watching. We, we're in the restaurant business. We were taught to watch every table, watch every waitress, watch the bartenders, watch them as they're going about. Situ- awareness is just heightened. And, Greg, what were you watching for? Um, things that weren't supposed to be happening. Right. And how would you know that it wasn't meant to be happening? Just knowing it and, and seeing it and, and getting away from the managers belittling the crew right. because they were, like you said, they, they weren't making them feel better. Right. They, but that, they didn't feel good about themselves. That's right. And I think they were pushing it on because that made them feel better because maybe they had a little bit of power. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and sometimes we do that. We we want to take that power in the sense of value. We want to take somebody else's value so we can feel more valuable. What's what's happened that the way that the show has changed has changed me quite a bit is re looking at it as Grandpa Chester would say, we're all a little bullheaded and we don't want to change. But the thing that's changed that's made my life a lot easier is I'm starting to think why is the other person behaving that way? What can I do to make them feel valued so they'll behave a little nicer towards me, a little selfish? But before the show, I didn't think that way. I just said, I'm either going to ignore the guy or be a jerk hockey player, and I'm a little better with that now. Susan, I'm a little better with that now. <laughs> and and yeah. that's the that's the thing that really changed. It's not so much the way... We used to react to the situation where they say, don't believe the good press or the bad press. So now I'm hearing someone say something good, and I'm saying, why did that person say that something good? Is that for a good reason or a bad reason? So I'm now able to tamper both ways and approach that a little bit better and be a little bit more charming about it. And I'm finding that's making the other person feel valued, and that changes everything. That's right. And and when you run as many things as Greg and I do, every time someone puts up a roadblock, if you say to the guy, you're a jerk, you just hurt my feelings, I'm just trying to help some veteran, what the hell, that doesn't work. Mm. And, and you think to yourself, what does this person need to get out of it? And, and just the things that my sister makes up, the Red Cross painted rocks, or we give the certificate, you say, hey, thank you for helping all these people. What can I do to make things better for you? Or just what Greg was saying, you've got to read the room. What does that person need to have to make them feel better? Mm-hmm. So if you stop and take one second to think about it, and you can say that to the person, that makes them feel better, so then they're able to do their thing. And if I could do that all the time, I'd be a billionaire. No, I'm really happy. I, I, I hate to tell you that it made my life a lot nicer. I'm so glad. What, we, what you're saying, Wolfie, is when we remind somebody else of their value, we increase our own value. That, that's something we've all known for a long time within our group, right? So with, within our families, within our particular group, we know you remind somebody of their value, you increase your own value. And all people do that. The problem is that one group may not do that with another group. 
one group may only be able to increase their value by decreasing someone else's. And yes. then are yes. astonished that that other group does the same. And it reacts, they react violently. They react the same, right? Because we all want the same thing. So if, if one whole group thinks, I am losing my value to you, then they will begin to try to take your value. That's war. Yeah. This is at this is at a national, international level. Mm. So I hope for the listeners that that simplifies what the message is of the I am. When is the last time you got angry at someone who was treating you with respect? Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, because it's that respect that leads you to feel valued. And when you feel valued. You can trust someone that they're not going to try to take something from you. Yeah. So that's that's what it's about. So within a group, it's intuitive. We do it naturally, right? And, it's, it, and it's and it's so simple too. The reactions that I know I did a good job from a friend of mine. If they say get a haircut, you long-haired hippie freak, I said, oh, I did a great job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to him. So <laughs> you know, or they point to you and right. say you're a jerk. And and so it doesn't have to be. It's it's reading the room. It's what the person needs to hear. If somebody said you're simply marvelous, I'd probably leave. I'd probably quit. <laughs> but so it's 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 what actually makes that person feel good. And I didn't even think of it in a way was that makes me feel better. I was a little selfish about it. I'm just trying to make that person happy so they can do their job to leave me alone so I can do mine. Yeah. But, but you talk about feeling selfish. I heard you say that earlier too, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I've talked with Dr. Joe about this on this show with respect to charity, right? I love to be charitable because of the way it makes me feel. Does that make me yeah, that's selfish? Different. That makes you feel good. No, that makes you feel good. But does it make but me feel it, selfish because it, I, it are feels good? Are you being good. selfish by giving... Am I, feeling, am I being wow, selfish because I really enjoy the feeling of being charitable because it makes me feel good in my soul. That's okay. You're allowed to feel good. Yeah. yeah that actually right. is a little selfish. We, we were right. brought to a meeting. It's a little for, selfish, she said. It is. For the Red Cross, <laughs> this is interesting. And, and for, Well, I guess you got to make yourself feel valued. And they brought the top people in each division of Red Cross disaster and blood, and they say, why do you volunteer? And everybody involved there, you know, our background is the disaster stuff. You come from the worst case possible that you see on television you know you help the person to be a little better obviously they can't be all better and and everyone to the person said this we help the person they they're a little bit better off than they were when we started and we go home and we feel good about ourselves and i said wait a minute you people go to the worst disaster in the world and you feel good about yourself i quit yeah right right <laughs> so it really is you come home and you say to yourself geez i did a good job yes. and, and your level and your one skill set and and that's smug you feel a but, little selfish. I did a good job. You don't tell anybody. I go home, sit in the car, and I feel good about it. But that's a little selfish. It's, so why don't you tell others great. about it? But it, but that is what I mean. When whenever you remind someone of their value, doing something for someone else, increasing their value, you increase your own. That's what you're describing. That's a better way to look at and, it. And what you're selfish. what you're actually describing yes. is you actually feel safer because you are more valued by somebody else. You're now safer from having your value taken by that person as opposed to saying, no, I'm not doing anything for you, 
And then they'll say, well, then I'll take something. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's a great way to look at it. I don't feel quite as selfish now. No, <laughs> no, my goodness, no, you shouldn't. I mean, you can feel selfish if you'd like to, Will, but certainly, you know, we can process that. But, but this is what the I am is trying to say. Because we all want the same thing, can't we be sure that everybody gets that same thing? There's enough value to go around. Now, you know, I'm not talking about the, the distribution of, of resources. No question we could be doing that better. There's no question we, there could be more equity in who gets what and how we do Toilet that. paper. Think about it. Right. Yeah, that was a crisis. That was a imagine, the But it was so symbolic crisis. of it, it was. wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Scarcity. What happens if we run out of toilet paper, Dr. Joe? Oh, oh I don't go, know. Oh, the snow's coming. We better go get some bread and milk. That's for right. Me. Exactly. For, for us. For me. Yeah. Right. What, what I like about the show, and, and I don't read, so I have to listen to the show, is you give us the tools to do that. It's nice to say just go do that, but how do you go do that? Right. How do you start it? How do you do it? You know, are you afraid what's the first reaction going to be when you're all of a sudden nice to somebody here, you want to cross-check and get a five-minute major penalty, and all of a sudden you go, good play. Mm-hmm. And that's you, you, you give us the tools to do that. You can't just do it on your own. If we could do it on our own, we already would have. Yeah. So we need you to give us a little direction, a little kick in the tush, and a little push, and a little... I think does, does Dr. Joe give you that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How? Well, he... Because he only has one button on his radio yeah. that he knows how to push on the way home. <laughs> right. So every Thursday, and there ain't nothing. Well, that, and that's fine. That's fine, right? It's like going to a, it's like going to a personal trainer. I, right. I, I joke all the time, Greg. You'll appreciate it. I joke all the time. You know, I'm going to my session with Dr. Joe. It's live. If you want to yeah. listen in, I'm going to <laughs> yeah. therapy uh, across the table That's with exactly Dr. Joe. Right. But what is it? What is it about his messaging? Is it the is it the repetition of it that it's okay? Is it the words? Is it respect and value? What is it for you that affects you? It, part of it is actually the repetition because the first time you give the bio, the domains, and the thing that doesn't sink in that well with me, but it's comforting to know that your system works and then you bring people in who have kind of testimony that the system works and then and as you're saying it you 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 have a nice tone a nice way about you and it makes you think and you say geez i just did something like that by accident and it really was successful so dr joe just gave us the reasons with the frontal lobe and the back of the thing and and it said oh my god that's true that really works like you said when we're in a disaster Part of the Red Cross is to talk to the person, you know, intelligently, thoughtfully during a disaster. And I said, that person's comatose. They're non-responsive. I don't talk to them about any of that stuff. And you'd say, the things that doesn't go up to the who's he? And I said, oh, my God, the guy's right. i got to listen to him with some other things that he's saying. Because mm-hmm. you keep saying something that's applicable and it works. And that that gives you more credibility if that's the right word. And you say, geez, he just said that and that worked. I'm going to listen to the next thing he said. And then... You have the different approaches, the home domain. If you have no place to live and your home life is terrible, what the heck? If you're sick as a dog and you don't feel good with the bio thing domain, then you can't, you know, you're struggling. So if you don't have all these things in order or you know how to put a perspective, you say, okay, I can still be nice to this person even though I feel terrible physically or I'm not so great in my home domain or my work domain, but i got to take a breath and still make the other person feel valued. That's no excuse not to make the other person feel valued. Mm-hmm. So that's a tool. 
Instead of saying, I'm pissed off, I'm having a bad day, go take a hike, I'm saying, wait a second, that's not that guy's fault that I'm having a bad day. You know, what's, who just said, just said, what's it cost to say, hey, nice job, or thanks for the help, or how do you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I find that people don't compliment other people. They're afraid to. They don't do it. They, they, they're afraid to. If it, 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 It's like, I don't know, are they demeaning themselves by complimenting somebody else? Mm. It, it's, it's like they're throwing, you know, quarters around like manhole covers, like, like not giving any compliments. I, I don't understand. So, so what, what do you think about that, Greg? Why is that? Has, was, that was it that way 10 years ago? Was it, is it more difficult to give someone a compliment now than it was 10 years ago? I think communication skills have, have gone out because it's texting, mm. it's emails, it's lack of emotion, it's lack of em- empathy coming through in, in, in speech. And unfortunately, the younger generation, they, I'm afraid they're losing empathy. Mm. It, it, the, the, the callousness of their emails and their texts and their bullying and the rottenness that's going on. Are, are they building themselves up by making some poor little kid that, that is, looks different? Like I look different? Like I was a little kid bullied when I was growing up? You know, did that make my bullies feel better? Yeah, right? I mean, that's the problem. I guess. Yeah, that is absolutely the problem. Is and that you can you you can artificially feel better because you think I am going to survive more than that person. Cuz when you go right back to that ancient part of our brain, it is about survival. And so part of our brain kicks in, the only way I can survive is to be sure you don't. But then the other person will do the same. And now you've got two people. The race to the bottom. Right. Two countries racing to the bottom. As opposed to saying, you know what? How can I help you? Yeah. We do it. Hey, I got some nice, look at Ukraine. You, You grow nice bread. We got grapes. We can grow nice. We can make nice jelly. Right. Let's make a jelly sandwich for everybody and sit down and have our own little Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I right. need your resources. Right. Yeah, I, I need yours. I'm going to take them yeah. now. Right. That's what it Thank is. Thank you. You yeah. need to step out of the way. Yeah. I have a good story that helped me um, quite a bit. No names. There's running a big event, a person said they're going to, ended up taking it over late, they're going to get the word out to everybody. So every few days, did you get the word out to everyone? I'm getting it out in a few days. So after being lied to quite a few times, I go right into hockey player, and I'm handling myself really poorly, and it's an older, non-physical guy, and I actually started to throw a punch because I don't like to be lied to repeatedly in situations that's going to hurt a lot of people. And I got a hold of myself, and next to him is the biggest, strongest guy you ever saw. He's a good friend of mine. I said, the hell with it. I'm just going to hit Boyd. So I give him a pretty good <laughs> shot. And, of course, he breaks out laughing, and he said, oh, I knew you were going to throw the punch five minutes ago. So I slid closer to the guy so you could hit me. Mm-hmm. So, But here's mm-hmm. what I learned. Skill sets. If the guy says 50 times I'm not going to do it, if he's going to do it, it would be done. Okay. That part I came to grips with. But since listening to the show, this is what I changed. 
looking at the other person. Who am I to decide that that guy's doing a crappy job? So for the next few years, I've said to him every week, are you getting the word out? We really need you. Thank you for doing it. I obviously have somebody else doing it. It's already been done. But I feel, who, what, who gives me the position to say you're doing a crappy job? You're a jerk. So I say to him, and he just passed away and made me feel better, thank you for doing that. You're great. Which, which, part, made, which part made you feel better? That he it's, passed away or that you were nice yeah. to him? No, and now I have no one to say that to. Yeah, no. no. But that is the I am. That's it. it, it yeah, it made me feel really better. I, f- I was just going to say what you that you had a thing that was, you know, making the other person feel valued, and it made me feel very good in return for doing that. Yes. So I was really proud that I was able to switch my hockey mentality to making him feel important, making him feel that he did that job. And that did make me feel good. Yeah, that's that is what it is. It's it is so reminding it people. It works. It really does. And do you but, miss that feeling of uh, hockey about it, to? It I mean, go away. It, it does not away. go away. No, it does not go away. Is it coming back less and less though? Now that you understand that no, anger I, is no, an emotion. I always could control it. I was never out of control. Right. I never get out of control. Even playing hockey. Even if you're going to do something stupid, you go say the, say to the ref. You let that go. You think that's stupid? Watch this. Mm. So I said, hey, "Ref, I'm going to be getting five in about two minutes." You know, so I was never out of control, but I'm still following. Because you had some stupidity. official watching over you. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that kept yeah. you yeah. not not completely out of control. Yeah. So Wolfie, why don't you just control take, is relative. Take five before the game because you look like you have a poor attitude already. But but <laughs> um, no, it gives me the tools to stay. It can't go away. That stupid hockey player doesn't go away but you can control it better so yes. I'm never out of control so I can say to myself alright this is ridiculous that poor guy did not you know mean that that way it's not for that reason you know you stop and look and go that guy's really hurting hey it's okay pal let's move on right and, and, and so that, thank you for that you're welcome yeah. the point it, it is never going to go away it doesn't go away but that doesn't mean it needs to control us so we have evolved a new part of the brain this thinking part, a part that can solve problems, execute a plan, and anticipate what will happen next. That's the huge part. We're all doing it all the time. What will happen next if I do this now? We might not be aware of it, but we do it. But now we have to be aware of it. Because if we keep doing what we're doing, what will happen next? Humanity will destroy itself. I'm sorry. It's just where we are in the world right now. We've been here before. We may be here again, but what I really hope is that we don't need to get here again because we can do something by reminding someone of their value. People are going to say, oh, that's the silliest thing ever. But everyone who's listening to this show, you've done it sometime, somewhere in your life. You have done it. You've held the door open for someone. You may have paid for someone. You may have donated to a charity. You may have said to someone, I love you. That is doing it. You know what makes me feel good now, doctor? What's that? A couple of years ago, I was riding around with my buddy, and uh, we're just riding around, and come, he comes to an intersection. He's the first one at the stop sign. And somebody else pulls up to the stop sign afterwards. And he waved the other person on. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And now, the looks I get when I'm in downtown Hingham and there's a full way, oh my God, and I just, and I'm there first, but I, nope, come on, just come on, just, you know, when they wait, that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not putting myself and my time ahead of their time. Right. I, I'm not considering me, uh, it's, it's all about me, the hell with you. Right. You, you know, I got to be somewhere. That's right. And I have to be somewhere, but it doesn't matter. Right. It, it doesn't matter that, you know, in the couple of acts of kindness, I don't know, Wolfie, am I, jeal- am I selfish because that makes me feel good? It does make you feel good. It does. That's Dr. Joe's job to figure that so, out. That's above my pay grade. But, yeah. but why would that be selfish? Why would because he so said much? it was? I never yeah. knew it before in my life uh, yeah. until until yeah, tonight. Yeah, no, Mark, 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 right. We've had this conversation. Mark, yeah. Mark has wondered about it. Yeah, because you do so much for others, and it makes you feel good. Yeah, really. And does. then it's But if there's another layer to this. If we wanted to go down this rabbit hole, is Wolfie was saying, you know, I I come home and I feel so good. I mean, I don't tell anybody I feel good, but I feel so good. And there's that that conversation that I was raised on, that charity is meant to be quiet. Mm. Yeah. And why? why do you think that is? Why was charity meant to be quiet? You kind of brag. Yeah, I just took care of six people in the worst fire and thing. Okay, that's part of it. Up. Bragging. Bragging. What else? Why would charity need to be quiet? Because you should do it because it's at it because it's charity, not because you want to talk about it. That's absolutely part of you it. You do it because it's the right thing to do. But what about sharing the feel good? But, but what if the charity also has this fear? If people know that I have so much to give, will they take more than I have? Say that again. Is that part of why we are silent about charity? Because we worry someone will then exploit us and take advantage of our good nature. Mm. I mean, I hope not. I don't think that way, but it doesn't. Does I, think it, I think it goes back to more of in my home domain, in my I am, it's more of what Wolfie and Greg are saying is be humble. Like, Fine. shut up. Fine. That's You're great. giving, you know, the, the guilt of weird decision-making, mm-hmm. right? But that good feeling, that oxytocin that you get, share yeah, oxytocin, not oxycontin. The oxytocin. Share that, and and what we talk about a lot is like it's not always about cutting the check; it's cutting the time, mm-hmm. sacrificing the time to to be there and be a part of it, and you get so much out of it. Is that selfish, right? And then it's the awareness. Right. Let's keep it quiet. You know, so and so doesn't want people to know, or you know, this is a discreet organization. Almost like sometimes they become like exclusive donors, and it's like uh, I didn't even know that existed. Right? Someone mentioned a. I, I forget. I was in passing. There was a. a 501c3 nonprofit. And I was like, I didn't even know that existed. Like, how do we create awareness around that? 
we talk about it and we share that we're supporting it, Brad Night Live, for example, talking about that tomorrow on Feel Good Friday. What an amazing concept, idea that Grad Night Live is, right? How many lives have been saved by the simple gesture of, let's get a bunch of volunteers together and create a memory that these kids will never, ever forget and we'll lock them in and keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And they'll be together for one last night and maybe never together again as a group, as a class. And this is the, gra- the graduating safely, class. The graduating class on graduation night. This is prom night, lockdown, prom night, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's graduation. And, you know, hopefully every community is, is seeing the successes that these are having and, and doing them as well. And if your community's not, get involved, throw some sharp elbows and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because Dr. Joe and I have... Um, been honored to have been a part of this amazing uh, event as we host the karaoke room. That's right. Which now is center stage, by the way, this year. Did I tell you that? That was announced. Karaoke center stage for the main attraction. That's hilarious. And how much fun is that? It is so much fun. So that, I'm so afraid. That, that skill yeah, sets afraid, too. Right? Oh, I'm afraid. I, you, 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 I, I, what if I suck? That's fine. That's, that's what karaoke is. See, I'm not afraid yeah. to play golf and suck. Yeah, but right. I'm afraid because I, 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 I maybe because yeah. I'm doing it on my own and I know I'm going to suck. Right. But but in front of all those people, how right. do you? Oh, how do you do that? Yeah, it's we, an amazing feeling. It is an amazing feeling. It's that risk. It's like yeah. I, ah. But part of that, part of that is skill sets, and it goes oh. into picking the right person's domain to pick something that they're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and and that really goes a long way. You know, the things we do, they say, how do you get all the volunteers, for example, on Thanksgiving? I say, I ask chefs to cook, and everyone says, no, how do you do it? I go, listen to me. I ask the chefs to cook, and the people who like to drive the cars deliver the meals. The guy that drives the car to deliver the meal is not cooking. Mm-hmm. So that's respecting who the people are, and then they respond really well to that. Yeah, so you, you're you're and, going and I, after their particular skill. Yeah, and I didn't think about that stuff until you started to put perspectives to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that it actually makes you stop and think about things. Yeah, Let's keep that to a minimum. I have to lay down after this. <laughs> Coming towards the end of the yeah. show, and I'm so grateful that the two of you are here. So I'm going to ask you the, the two questions. and Wolfie, I'll, I'll start with you first. Because the four domains interconnect in the I am, the home, the social, biological, and the IC, because these four domains interconnect, a small change in any one domain can have a big effect. So based on the topic we're talking about tonight, Wolpe, what small change can you recommend to our listeners? It's really easy, and you've said it too, and I, and I, I say it a little more colorfully than the average person would say it, so I'm going to say it a little bit on the air. Just be effing nice. And that mm-hmm. changes everybody, changes everything. Just be nice. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how you do it. And you you make us stop and you make us think about it. That's the importance of going to a show, listening to the show, listening to you and Mark and, and um, Tom. Tommy, I'm sorry, Tommy. Greg says he has ADD. I can't wait to get to the D. I have AAA. There's no <laughs> waiting for the D. But um, that's all that it takes, and that changes everything. Um, A two-second story, I have a severely, I can say, retarded brother because for the first 75 years of his life, he's mentally retarded. And my parents, with no thanks, with no anything, 
his name is on that original handicap legislation. That's my brother. Mm. So my parents just one step at a time, not making a scene, not carrying on. No one knows they did it. That changed the whole world. It's not yeah. bad to be able to change the whole yeah. world. Talk about a little thing. They're taking care of their own kid. There's a few other parents that jumped with them. It was all Yiddish, crew, Newton, and Brookline. You weren't telling those mothers no. And they changed the whole world. They yeah. weren't having their kids locked away in an institution. They didn't admit. I mean, they were the first ones to admit they even had a handicapped kid. And that changed the whole world. Yeah. That's yeah. not wow. bad Small to change, change the whole world. Small, Small change. change. And they weren't doing it for that. They just wanted my brother to be in the street. Yeah. They wanted him to be treated, you know, whatever. With respect and value. Respect That's and value. right. Yeah. Greg, same question. Small changes can have big effects. Well, I think that if everybody could get an extra dose of empathy mm. and and really imagine what it's like for that person that uh, Melania Cass sitting on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. think, think of what that person is. Uh, do they want to be there? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe for whatever reason. But before you judge, and judge not. Right. Judge not because you know you you look down at somebody else. There's always somebody a little bit taller that's going to be looking down at you. Yeah. Mm. So be be careful of uh, which, what hockey player you punch out. Right, Wolfie. Mm. There's a bigger or tougher one out there. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller or tougher, bigger or tougher. Yeah. They're always tougher than me. How'd that work out? <laughs> and with that in mind, the second truth of the I am, you control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. Everyone is interested through that I see domain, how you see them, which has an effect on their biology because you know it feels different when you feel respected or disrespected. You have an effect on somebody's biological domain. So, Wolfie, what kind of influence do you want to be? I, I actually don't think of it that way. You make me think of it. I, I, I guess it's just for good. I'd like people to look and say, geez, it's really easy to help someone, really easy to be good, really easy to be nice. If there was, I don't think of it that way, but yes, that would be what I would like to have as the legacy is some people were nicer to some other people because they saw me trying to be nice. Greg? Once upon a time, I, uh, my cousin said, Greg, you've got to come down to Nantasket Beach. Lobsters are washing up down the beach. I said, all right. So I went down there before dawn. It was the middle of the night. We went down there. And I'm outside my truck, and I'm looking around, and I can't see anything. My cousin comes up. All of a sudden, the sun comes up. And the reason I couldn't see anything was there was about 100 billion lobsters, mm. maybe 200 billion a foot deep all around. While everybody was gathering them up and throwing them in their, in their basket and they're going to take them home and cook them, well, I got two pails of the liveliest ones, put them in a pail, and brought them down to my protective river and let them go. Hmm. I couldn't save them all, but I sure made a difference in those lives there. Hmm. And, and, you know, just help out a lobster. Yeah. Just, just... Help out somebody, you know, yeah. and it will make you feel better. Yeah. And it'll make you to feel, might want to do it again and again and get more selfish, right, Matt? <laughs> Veterans Voice, folks, thank you so much for being here and for all you do. You help a lot of people. Amen. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. Mark, Tom, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Larry. Dear Romeo, drag from the vile, did he do?
Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.